Yeah, there you are. Um, I apologize for the dog barks, you know, under quarantine. We're all running by the seat of our pants, so, you know. No problem. I got a dog, too, and uh, I'm a little dressed down. I hope that's okay. Uh, well, that's all right. I mean, I, I think your uh, uh, information will be good enough, and, you know, it's kind of the Tennessee thing, right? I've still got um, – I've still got the Massachusetts thing where I'm, you know, always try to look nice and arrogant and, uh, and all of that. So, um, I think I connect with people different when, uh, when I'm dressed down, you know? Yeah. Well, I think it, you know, it helps with, with just, you know, seem like a, uh, you know, you don't come across as, as thinking that you're, you know, above somebody or, or, and all that, that that comes with it um but um so again this is recorded and, and all of that so if there's anything um you know that you want um you know cut out or or if you uh stumble or, or something like that just let me know because we can uh we can edit that out so um i think stumbling is good too you know so there this is so you know, we, it's better to connect with people like that because we're, we're not a robot. You know, it makes it seem more more real and authentic. You know, not like I'm reading from a script. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I have no idea what you can ask me. I just know that <laughs> that I'm on your show, and uh, so I'm excited for it. Cool. So uh, I guess we'll jump right in. Um, and and basically, at first, you know, I want to ask you about insurance in general, um, and the fact that it's seen as a need and I think it's sold that way, but um, is that something that, that, that you support that it's solely just based on a need or does that you think affect the public's view of insurance negatively or you as the agent, does it commoditize you or? Yeah. I mean, so a couple of good questions there. Insurance is definitely a need, right? I, I don't believe there's anything. I don't believe in self-insuring. There, there's no rhyme or reason for that. Even if you have the financial uh, being or financial means for that. So yeah, insurance is definitely a need. Um, you know, if you, 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 pe people ne never know, first of all, what insurance is. That's first and foremost. Insurance is a com commodity. I'm sorry. Someone's trying to call. Um, so it, insurance is definitely a commodity, right? Just like gas, oil, milk, and bread. And we buy and we put it up on a shelf and we don't think about it until it's time to use it. And then when you have a claim and you try to use it, you hope that you have the right, not only the right policy, but the right coverages and the right agent who's going to go to bat, to, go to bat for you because most agents don't service their, their own policies. So yeah, it's definitely a need um, as far as the advertising for that. You know, I, I do agree that insurance does have a, a negative light in general. When people say, Oh, you're an insurance salesman. They think of back when our grandparents were doing this, you know, the, 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 the um, the connotation of an insurance salesman is the first thing that comes to mind. But I always let people know that telling me yes is best, but telling me no is a perfectly acceptable answer. So that guard immediately comes down and they actually listen to you of what you're trying to say. Because, you know, I've always defined insurance as simply education and setting expectations. And if you're not being educated, your um, expectations are not being said of what life is going to look like in the event of a claim, then you're definitely working with the wrong person. And I suppose on that same track, um, have have you ever ran into a uh, 
a situation, and I think you probably have a few examples just because, you know, off camera we've uh, talked about this. Have you ever ran into a situation where um, someone, in order to get that price to look nice, that they, they cut things out of their policy and then that came back and, and, and really bit them later? And Kevin, it happens every single day. You know, I tell people all the time, if, if I get on the phone with you, you're going to tell me one of two things, either yes or no. And when people tell me no, I say, listen, I'm completely out of the race now. But just as a favor to you for humanity, and especially as a favor if you came to me as a referral from a real estate agent or a mortgage lender or, or a financial person, anything, let me look at the quote. And if I'm truly beat apples to apples, I'll wave the white flag and tell you to hop all over it because it's perfect. Most people don't take me up on that. No, it's cheaper, so I'm going with it. And I'm like, but, 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 and, you know, and, and they disconnect the call. The ones that do send it to me, I ultimately get the business every time because people are, other agents are undercutting coverages, especially when it comes to added endorsements. Things are not um, uh, standard on homeowners insurance just to get that, to beat that price. They say, oh, well, I know what that other insurance company quoted you, so I'm lower. Look at me, I'm best. But the, the, the person, the buyer, you know, the insurance buying public, the IBP of what I call them, they have no idea what coverage is supposed to look like. So, yeah, they get wrapped around all the time. And I've seen so many people, personal friends of mine, that have suffered total losses on their houses or total losses on their cars, and they were insured elsewhere because they never had me look at their policy, get completely blindsided when they had a claim they thought, you know, I have full coverage. I'm good. You have no idea what full coverage is. Or, you know, my house is insured for this amount, but your property value goes up every year. And if you don't have inflation protection on your homeowner's policy, your policy is not keeping up with the rising cost and value of your home. So it happens every single day. And it's a shame. Um, we've seen it recently with just the tornadoes. You know, a lot of people sending me their policies. and like, I thought I was supposed to get this, but I'm getting this. Actually, I got an email today, just a matter of fact. Um, uh, one, one piece of his door, front door was supposed to be $5,000. The insurance company only paid him a thousand because that's what was in his policy. And he said, Hey, can you look at this and tell me if, I, if, if they're being correct with me? And they were being hundred percent correct. Um, I had another lady that um, was told she, she had a motorized cart, like a, uh, um, a golf cart in her subdivision. And that was in an accident where they ran over a human being. But they were told by the agent that it would be covered under their personal property, under their homeowner's policy. Well, that would be correct if it wasn't street legal, you know, but this was a street legal motorized vehicle. So they should have had a separate automobile policy for it. And they didn't. And they're currently being sued for a quarter of a million dollars that they that they do not have. Yeah, so it happens every, happens every day. So I tell people, listen, send me the policy. I'll look at it. If I'm beat, then you're good. At least you'll be able to sleep better at night. But people never take me up on it. And that's really a crying shame. And I suppose that there, there's something interesting in that, in that story you were talking about with the um, motorized scooter incident or motorized cart incident. And it's that the, the agent, whoever was their agent, said, you know, this should be covered under your homeowners, but didn't check to, to make sure that that thing was street legal and, and, and all of that. Is that a widespread issue in the PNC business or, or if not, what do you think is that the biggest problem in the PNC uh, business and how is it possible to fix, I guess, is the, is the question. Yeah, the, the biggest problem hands down in the PNC business is, is, edu is education. 
to the consumers, the IBPs, insurance buying public have to be educated. But take a first time home buyer, for example, 19, 20, 21, 25 years old, whatever they are, maybe getting married, having a baby, they're moving, they're under all this stress, two lives are coming together. When it comes time for insurance, typically 30 days or even 14 days before closing, they're so stressed out. They just, they just look at who's the cheapest. Oh, well, that's going to fit my loans. So let me do it. And they have no idea what they're being insured for. So it's, it's education and it's trust. You only work with people who you know, who you like, and who you trust. You never buy insurance online. Um, deal with somebody locally that you know, that you can call, that you have maybe mutual friends with. You know, everybody that I do insurance for become friends of mine. They all know where I live. They all see me on Facebook, on my personal page. You know, you have to have that relationship. So yeah, it's fixable if you can get people to just slow down, take the time, and not rush is the last important step. We are really the only person that stays in touch with the, with the um, consumer after the loan closes. Title company, paid it out of escrow, they're done, the mortgage lender is done. I'm the only person, so I think you wanna have a relationship with that person and really understand what life is gonna look like in the event of a claim and who you can call at two o'clock in the morning or on the weekend when the 800 number doesn't answer. And I think that's something too that um, sometimes, I suppose as, as we talked about at the beginning that um, insurance can get transactional but but it's that piece that really humanizes it you know they call you not a not an 800 number not somebody in let's say they're not using india but let's say they're in in, in australia or taiwan or yeah. maybe they're in ohio but they're not in your state you know um well you know every company has a service center to it and the consumer can be more than happy and call the company directly but when i got into insurance i didn't know a single person i didn't know what a deductible was I didn't know a realtor or a mortgage lender. So how can I jump into this commodity business and separate myself from the pact? And I quickly learned that it was servicing my own policies. People need that voice of reasoning and assurance to call in the middle of the night when their house is on fire or when water's coming through the ceiling or they get into a car accident and they don't know who to call, they're panicking. So I service my own accounts. So I'm not licensing claims, but what I can do, people call me Every customer in the last five years, you can give me a name, I'll tell you who their insurance company is with without looking at anything, just because I have a photographic memory like that. So I'll say, hey, stay on the line. Let me conference call the insurance company, get a claims rep on the line. Within 24 hours, we have an adjuster making contact. Then I can do Skype messages with the adjuster. You know, just be in that communication because they don't know the adjuster from Adam. They don't know the claims rep from Adam, but they know me. And if they know if Jason's going to take care of it, Jason's going to take care of it. So the, the service is 100% the biggest factor, but some people don't care about value. Some people, you know, if you want a nice steak, they don't want to go to Jeff Ruby's. You know, they want to go to, you know, the Logan's or old Charlie's or something like that. That's just the way it is. But the people who really, you know, want to protect their investments and have that sound voice, they can call anytime. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to respect that. And they're going to want that. And sometimes value, you might pay a little bit more. I'm worth an extra 20, 30 bucks a month, but sometimes I'm cheaper, you know? So I really just got to get people to slow down and let me educate them. But I tell them from the get go, if you tell me no, that's okay. But just listen to what I have to say. And if I, and if you're going to go somewhere else, send me their quote, let me look at it to make sure that you're good. And that's what people really need to start doing. Yeah. And 
I suppose it's it's that you know they only need to know one person. I guess is what what I was getting at, that's and that's you. And and um, to be able to to call just that one person and, and you know for them to be able to say I got it. This is essentially what you're essentially that's more what you're paying for instead of the policies that Jason's going to take care of it and and that'll be that. You know they Correct. really can take a hands off approach and um, whatever whatever they need to do if they were hurt in the, in a crash or whatever, they can focus on that and not worry about is, am I getting my check? Am I, yeah. you know, is everything working right? I think that's a great value, you know? Um, a hundred percent. And, you know, and, and the ones that do it, get it, but it's the ones that, you know, Oh, my, you know, they told me I had to have insurance under a hundred dollars a month and this policy is under a hundred dollars a month, but it's a $600,000 home. Well, let me tell you, I mean, there's a reason it's under a hundred dollars a month. <laughs> You know, so, you know, you may be, you, you may be satisfied right now, but I hope nothing happens because then you're going to have nothing, nothing but problems. I literally had a guy last week in Kentucky because I'm licensed in the entire Southeast call me and said, man, thanks for calling, but I'm already gone with this other insurance company. And obviously I won't mention that insurance company. And I was like, oh, well, how, how much was the policy? He said, I, I don't know. So what do you mean you don't know? He said, well, they didn't send me anything. I was like, so they didn't send you the quote? No. They didn't tell you how much it is? No. Did they explain coverages? No. So what's so great about it? Well, they said it'll work for what my mortgage lender said it needed to be under. And I begged this guy just to stop in his tracks and think about what he just told me. He said, man, all I know is that it's really cheap and that's what I'm going with. Thanks for your time. And he hangs up the phone on me. So I call his real estate agent and tell him, like, hey, you need to put the, you know, stop this guy dead in his tracks. But you, know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink it. But that's the same person that's going to call me when they have a claim and want help. And, you know, and, and some of that, you know, you almost can't, for him, you almost can't see the forest and the trees. It's, he wanted more so to get under that, that requirement for the mortgage lender, not necessarily insurance piece of it. And you're right. I mean, it, when that house of cards blows over, you know, it, it's really going to really come back uh, to get them. And, I suppose somewhat on that same track, um, and we've mentioned it before, um, I think there's been a push to buying insurance online as everything's going online. Um, and, and obviously, I would assume that because of that service side of your business that you're obviously not in favor of that. Um, so do you think that the job description of an insurance agent is, is going to have to change to match more of what, what you're doing um, instead of, you know, I sell insurance. It's, you know, I make sure everything goes smoothly when, when the inevitable happens. People have to get out of the mindset of buying online. Um, there, there, there's no interaction. There's no security. There's no, there's no trust. I'm not necessarily sure people have to change the biggest problem. Another big problem in insurance is that there's people that care and there's people that will sell policy just to make a quick buck. There's people that will write up, a 2018 Jeep Cherokee and give them state minimum with 15,000 in uninsured property damage, which means that if they get into an accident caused by another party and that party doesn't have insurance or enough insurance to pay for the damages, they're going to find uninsured motorists claim with their insurance company, but they're only covered at $15,000. Well, they thought that policy was great because it was only 40 bucks a month, but they have no idea what they're buying. There's people who would do that. I personally would not write a state minimum liability policy. If you told me, Jason, I want you to be my agent, but I only want state minimum because I don't want to 
only spend 40 bucks a month, I'm gonna tell you, Kevin, you need to find a different agent because I'm, I'm not putting my name on that, on those documents. That's just the way I work. You know, <clears throat> I like to go, I like to look at myself in the mirror and be able to sleep at night knowing that I'm properly insuring people. I might tell you, you know, if we, if we bump that up and give you $50,000, which will cover your Jeep if somebody totaled it, and it's going to cost you $8 more a month. See, that's where the whole education piece comes in. And who wouldn't do that for $8 more a month? But a better story about buying online. When I first started, I met with the, with the CEO of a company because I also do employee group benefits. So where the company's under um, anywhere from 50 to 500 employees, I can sign the whole company up to where they get a discounted rate on their insurance. So I have a lot of big accounts um, throughout Middle Tennessee due to this. But this particular CEO, so why don't you look at my insurance? I'm with this company. I won't say the name. I said, well, that company doesn't have local agents. He's, yeah, I bought it online. Let me print off. He logs into his account, prints off, and shows it to me. This is CEO of a company in Nashville. I don't know how much this guy's worth, but he's worth a lot of money. And he had a state minimum policy with no uninsured motorists. Zero. Had no idea what he was. He literally said, man, I just clicking buttons, putting my pay information, I was done. Because he's, you know, CEOs, they get so busy, right? And that's just a problem with the insurance buying public. When it comes to insurance, you need just to stop, spend 10 minutes with somebody like me, talk through everything, just like you do on the financial side, you know, and just really educate and drive home the fact, this is what you need. This is what it's going to cost. This is the benefits. I'm the guy you're going to call when there's a claim and be done with it. And if we can get it cheaper than 40 bucks a month, great. But if I'm $48 a month, this is a win-win situation for you. So stop buying insurance online. There's absolutely, it's nonsense. And that, because he had all those minimums, you know, I'm sure um, too, you know, should something happen that, you know, the lawsuit and, and all of that following would cost way more than the $40 or whatever, you know, he was paying for the minimum insurance, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But who, I mean, he's not, he's not going to sue anybody, you know, because whatever documents, you know, there's a company out there. There's, there, there's a company in Middle Tennessee that everybody knows. They're all over the TV. They always put no medical payments and no uninsured motorists on their policies. When people send me their policy, they'll say, I reject. And people sign it. Not only are they signing, they have no idea what they're signing. But they, I'm like, you have no recourse to go after this company because you signed it that you rejected because you wanted to save $10 a month. And what are you gonna, you're not going to go after the person who hits you. Because if they don't have insurance, you think you have anything from them? Look at my parents' accident. I'm pretty sure you're familiar with it. About three or four years ago, they were involved in a head-on car accident in Middle Tennessee. Darn near killed both my parents. Left my father crippled. Spent four months between Vanderbilt's 10th floor hospital. And if you know anything about Vanderbilt's 10th floor, that's the trauma unit. It's where the gunshot victims go. That's where the people who are really, really hurt go. And then spent some months in a rehab home learning how to walk again at 70 years old. The other guy didn't have insurance. Okay, my parents are retired and took a lot of money out of the retirement savings, almost to the point where I remember my dad asked me one time when he was in the hospital, "Am I going to have to go work at Walmart?" You know, he was. I mean, it's, we joke about it now, but I mean, he was dead serious at the time because they were just be financially ruined. We can't get any money from this guy. Luckily, I knew what my parents' assets were, so I wrote them a big enough policy with uninsured motorists to cover it. All right, but most people aren't in that situation. Because people aren't asking the right questions. People aren't asking, you know, what do you own? 
You know, if, if you got into an at-fault accident, how much are you going to be sued for? Do you know, do you need an umbrella policy? People are like, you know, I mentioned umbrella policies. People have no idea what I'm talking about. And, you know, I, talk, I talked with a lady just this week, has you know, six rental homes, her, her primary home, six homes, autos. So just if you were to liquefy all that and not even look at her bank account, 401k savings or anything like that, just what those assets are, she had no idea what umbrella policy was because her agent never talked about it. Because these people just are buying insurance online because it's quick, it's easy, and it's cheap. But it's horrible. It's going to really get them. Yeah, I mean, I um, can imagine what – it's bad enough, you know, what, what your parents had to go through. But I can't imagine, um, you know, had you, had you been someone else, you know, how bad that, that really could have been. Um, yeah. So that, that's just an incredible story. And um, that, I suppose, really comes back to exactly what you're saying between – balancing price and value and it's not you know it's not so much on just that that bottom line um and do you think then that unfortunately the companies that 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 do offer the cheap insurance and the the um lower price at any cost um do you think that unfortunately they'll, they'll always have a market or is there some point where um you know, by educating the public, by, by making sure that people understand that, you know, you're, you're paying for, uh, to take, you're paying someone to take away that risk. Um, do you think at some point that that will force these companies to, to shift or um, is there just always going to be that cheap market? Yeah. Now they're always going to have a market for that. There's always going to be people that, that don't care, think they're insured, you know, just don't have time to review it. They're always going to have that market. But when I get a hold of those people, I'm going to take them one by one. You know, been doing that for, for five years now, and it's not going to stop. You know, I'm gonna, I mean, <clears throat> I had a lady, I don't know, probably about a month ago, flipped with these same companies I've been talking about, didn't have insurance, uninsured motorists, didn't have medical payments, had state minimum liability, driving, you know, had a lot at risk if she got into an at-fault accident. I was able to double her coverage lower her deductibles and save her 25 bucks a month. People just don't know that because they don't take the time to stop and talk to somebody like me. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, if I'm awake, I'm working people. The only number I ever advertise is my personal cell phone. The same number my mom calls me on. Some people take me up on it, but most people don't. I tell people, listen, you know, even if I'm not going to be your agent, just let me look at your policy. Like, I, I won't mean, I won't mean quote you. I won't mean try to steal you. Let me just give you a peace of mind. Very few people are fainting, take me up on it. And that says a lot about the insurance buying public is they trust these big companies, you know, but you're not going to get anything from them because they got those docs that you signed, even though you had no idea what you were signing. I mean, I don't get into the coverages, you know, if, if you're on a homeowner and if you're on a slab or a basement, there's different coverages you need versus if you're on a crawl space and we could talk all day about that. But like, <laughs> I, I try to keep it real simple and just break it down with what's in front of me because every customer is different. But I, I really just try to get the word out, you know, that um, they really need to look at their policies. And um, I suppose we'll, we'll end on this. Um, do you think then that has really helped you cut through that, that stigma about selling insurance and, and people don't refer to you as just, oh, he's, he's my insurance guy as a, as a negative thing, as that's mm -hmm. all you do. Um, is that 
do you think also that that stigma is stronger in other parts of the country? I know you said you're, you're licensed in all the Southeast, so obviously you have experience outside of Tennessee. Um, so do you think that that stigma is stronger in, in other parts of the country than others? Um, I mean, that, that stigma is always going to be there because what it comes down to is what the actual insurance agent or the insurance broker believes, right? Not everybody believes what I do. Some people believe that they just, they need to make money at all costs. I see it every day in Tennessee. You know, people have no problem selling a state minimum policy. I have a problem with it. I refuse to do it. People, you know, know that this person has a basement, but they don't want to give them what's called water backup coverage, which is an added endorsement that if you have a water backup claim, it's automatic denial with most insurance companies. They don't want to add that because that's 150 bucks. I mean, so that's, and that's what gives that, that bad stigma about insurance agents. But people who refer business to me, refer business to me because they know who I am. They know what I believe in. They know what I stand for. And they know that I'm going to take care of their clients. That's why a majority, you know, 90% of my business comes from real estate agents and mortgage lenders because I make them look good. Even if I can't beat their rate, I can get another broker involved. I could be completely out of it, but I'll spend another hour finding them insurance because that gets back to that real estate agent or that mortgage lender just to make them look good. So that's why they refer to me because they know what I'm about. They know what my business model is about. Um, and they just know that I'm going to be honest with the people, you know, um, especially, you know, in, in, in my agency, I represent well over a dozen carriers throughout seven states. Some carriers pay me 14% in 30 days. Some carriers pay me 6% 90 days from the effective date. So if I wrote you a homeowner's policy today, but you weren't closed until June 1st, I'm not going to get paid till September. And I'm only getting 6% of the premium. So if the premium's 1200 bucks, I'm getting 6%. So it's not a lot, right? Or I got this other company that will pay me 30 days from today, the day I actually process it, regardless of when they're closing, and they'll pay me 14% with bonuses. All the time it happens, Kevin, to where I'll get the 14% company, let's say it's 100 bucks a month, but the 6% company that's not gonna pay me for five months is 90 bucks a month. But I know their current insurance is $150 a month. So you're a smart, smart guy and people watching are smart. You do the math. I could push that 14% that's going to pay me in 30 days, right? And they'll do it because it's cheaper than what they're having. And let's say all the coverages are apples to apples. I personally can't do that though. I'm always going to sell the company down here because that's what's best for the customer because that's what comes back. I don't care about making a quick buck. This week I've sold five policies. Tomorrow's the last day of the week. I should be between 12 and 15. I've had plenty of opportunities, but I just can't bring myself to do what a lot of people do. So long story short, long-winded, that's why that stigma is still there because people are still going to do that. But if we get more people like me who believe in the education and servicing their accounts and being there for their customers in the time of need, that will slowly change. But you're dealing with millions in population. I'm one guy. But the people that do work with me, absolutely love me and they don't leave me. They're not going to leave me if their insurance goes up 20 bucks a month because they know the value that they have. Excellent. I mean, I think that's a, a great way to end off too, is, is um, just being able to really at the end of it. And what I've learned through this, this interview is that um, the stigma is only there because people within the insurance industry um, 
have kind of earned it, but there's still a way for people like you to cut through it, that it's not, it's not there just because people don't like the product. It's that they don't really understand it. And then you get those kinds of people on top of it um, versus, you know, you're able to cut right through that by, by really educating. And that's the most important thing, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Again, just like when we started the call, nobody understands insurance, you know, unless, unless you do it for a, a living. People, you know, I said again, they just need to slow down, talk to professionals, somebody who, who has their best interests. Very few people do that. And um, is there anything before we get out here um, that you want to plug or, or anything? Um, how do, can people reach you? Um, yep. My direct number is 615-364-0129. I represent Kentucky, Tennessee, Arkansas, Alabama, Georgia, North Carolina and South Carolina with over a dozen carriers. I service my own policies with no team members, just the guy that you're looking at. So one call shop. That's all it takes. Excellent. All right. Well, Jason, thank you for your time. Uh, 